welcome to Racing Only Better as we look ahead to the action of this Scottish Grand National Weekend, which of course means we are going to air and we also have three races at Newbury, hopefully to make you a few quid, steer you in the directions of some winners and no Racing League talk, I can promise you. Isn't that right, Kevin Blake? I'll talk about whatever you want me to talk about you. So you're the one just, bringing it up. <laughs> just give us the winners, baby. Just give us the winners. Clearly That's on your mind, heavily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Racing League, living rent-free in your head. You rent-free, <laughs> rent-free. Like Paul Kimmage, living rent-free in my head all week. Um, how are you, Tony Calvin? Yeah, all good. All good. Yeah, good stuff. Ready to rock and roll. And Scottish Grand National. In the list of National Hunt highlights, Daniel Byron, where would the Scottish Grand National weekend fit on your plans? Uh, right up there. Um, right. Sorry about that. Um, uh, well, the weird thing is this year, it's a week before Raintree. It's bizarre that. I don't think it's ever... I can't remember it happening, and it probably won't happen for a good while yet, but it's the calendar because of Easter's fall and such, and it means yeah. we're squeezing it in before Liverpool instead of after. Yeah, it is strange, but you're looking Easter, stuck into it. brilliant. Um, we get stuck into it. All the horses, of course, you know the rules. Everyone knows this. Everyone, Every horse that runs in the Scottish Grand National then runs as an entry next week. So we'll see if we can pick out the double for you and see how we get on. Right, the 115 is the Scotty Brand Handicap Chase. It's the first on the card there. Um, Sebastopol uh, for Tom Lacey is your 5-2 to two favourite at the time of recording, which is Thursday evening. Uh, Dubai Days 9-2. Ballistic 5-1. to one. Sao or Sao 6-1. Gold Dubois 30-2. And Tabbage like about the rest, Kevin Blake. Kick us off in the winner, please, in this two-mile listed handicap chase. I'll do my best, too. Just something for, for everyone to be aware of is that Dubai Days and Coach Carter are both declared to run on Friday tomorrow for us. Um, and look, if they run, I suppose they're unlikely runners on Saturday, but there has been cases in the past of this meeting with horses running twice. So it's something to bear in mind. There could be rule four reduction factor implications, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. But one that isn't declared tomorrow is Sebastopol, um, who will raise a smile even on Tony Calvin's face because he, he was a good result for the podcast a fortnight ago when, uh, when ending a very, very long losing streak at Kempton. Um, and uh, you'd have to wait, you'd have to like the way he did it. Uh, the visor replaced the blinkers and seemed to, I don't know, seemed to help him along some bit. Yeah, <laughs> a small bit of a fright at the last, but got the job done. And um, I, I thought the handicap was reasonable in his response. And in a race now that I struggled to muster a huge amount of enthusiasm for some of the opposition, he ended up being the one almost by process of elimination. Okay, very good. Sebastopol, a five to two, the time reporting. Then Tony Calvin, are you going back in on Sebastopol or are you going to go elsewhere for this? No, I, I've had a bet in this race earlier on in the Ooh. day. Uh, okay. I backed Ardea across at 80s. Uh, I've never, ever backed and tipped a horse from 19 pounds out of the, hand, 90 pounds out of the handicap before, but I am here. <laughs> it's not as, it's, honestly, it's not as outlet. People will just look at the horse and just think 90 pounds out of handicap, can't win. But I don't think this is a strong race whatsoever. If you've got Sebastopol at 5-2 to two at the top of the marquee, it, it gives you an idea that there's not a great deal of depth. And, you know, obviously the horse has got a lot to find on his current mark, but he comes in in really good form. Um, one, two starts ago, run well. He's a course stalwart. He ran well over a trip probably too far for him last time. And although, although he's effectively races off a mark of a, 119 here when he's rated 100, you, you don't have to go back, you know, centuries to find out he, he was running and winning off much better marks than even the 119 he over two years ago he's winning off 125 he's got plenty like i said plenty of course form i think the growing drying gowns probably in his favor we should say it's good to soft they're, they're maintaining him toward, toward uh to, to hold that 
And I just thought he was in, in a race that I don't think I don't fancy many. I'm quite happy to take a massive swing at 66 to one poke here. Um, because yeah. I hope they I hope they back him now, TC themselves. Because if he wins this, I wouldn't know where to laugh or cry. Because he'll, he'll go up 20 pound plus in the ratings and basically again, you know, finish his career. But he's been, um, no, but like I said, he's like I said, he's he's been rated 130 in the past and. Like I said, two, he's got plenty of really good form. It's like I said, it's not like a horse that's coming in here and you can't make a back case for it, and you and you can do here. And it's a thirty grand race at the, at the Scottish Grand National Meeting. So if they win here, I don't think they give a shit about it. I don't. No, that's not their, their style. Isn't it? He just he only trains about two or three horses. When I speak to him on track, he's has no interest in having any more. And to be fair, he's probably the best thousand pound that's ever been spent in racing because he ended up. He got him up for a grand off Skelton. He ended up how many times he won nine or ten. Mm. I just assumed he was for he was for the scrap heap after going for that cheap. And they were not. I was not saying I think I fancy me. I fancy myself, but yeah, obviously I'm not going to tell Tony and try and back an 80s on winner here by saying he can't win. Who do you think can win, Dan? I thought I'd found a bit of a dark one, but Tony's put me in the shade slightly. And then when I looked at the sportsbook <laughs> prices, they went five to one ballistic, which. Maybe he's slightly under, but I do think he's, I mean, he's, so, he's clearly very fresh. We've had, had him seen only only once this season when he unseated, but I thought he was full of beans when he crashed out. Brian Hughes is back on. He's ridden him for all his wins over fence. He's, he's a good jumper. And at this meeting last season, he ran in the champion novice, the future champions, and loomed up looking like he might be able to beat all mankind. In the end, the trip got the better of him and he faded. But back to two miles, fresh horse, second season horse. I thought he was the most interesting runner in the race. Lovely. Okay, great stuff. Ninety pounds, by the way, seven stone for those of you still using that measurement of weight. Seven stone out of the handicap. If he goes and wins, it could be Tony Cannon's greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's not for you. Seven Nineteen. Stone. Nineteen. Ninety twenty-seven. Seven stone. <laughs> the equivalent of TC's weight loss, Peter said. Right, let's move on to one. That's what Persian force will be getting off Luxembourg. In <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. If you give it out, you've got to be able to take it. Bang. Uh, right. 150 is a CPS yeah, novice handicap chase. Seven stone to find. Uh, three miles distance. And um, do start for Nicky Henderson Vodka. You were so happy with his mathematics there. Yeah. I was sitting down and doing my long division and everything. 14 to 19. That's, seven, that's, nine, the, only, seven. that's, that's the only bit of bastard prep he's ever done. And he's still seven, fucking nuts. Seven stone. Seven stone. That's the reason. star giving 90 pound away. Right. Um, the 150, as I mentioned, it's a three mile novice chase here. Um, and do sorry for Nicky Henderson as your five to two favorite. Sounds Russian nine to two. Sail away for the skeletons. Aforementioned uh, five to one. Doyen Breed six to one, and a seven to one bar. Right, Tony. Um, anything that is seven stone under the handicap in this race? Or I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've gone from the sublime to the ridiculous here. I think a favorite might win. Uh, oh, far to the ridiculous to the sublime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Dusart was I thought was the obvious one here. I mean, the five to do the freeze in the marketplace has been going all day on Thursday, and you can see why. You know, they fought the world of him last year. Really had his problems. Struggled to get into entry in a Grade One. Ran okay there, but um, he ran one two Mickey Mouse races. Didn't impress everybody, but I think he, he ran a lot better race last time. I I obviously watched all the videos and. 
did all the prep before I spoke to Nico de Boinville this morning. And I just said, look, I said, this horse could have folded uh, going to the last, last time because he was under the pump. But yeah, you go and watch the video, stuck on really well to finish fifth in a long press. And um, the, the ground, for, uh, the rain throughout that day wouldn't have sorted this horse. And I think off a mark of 147, I think he's got a fair class edge over these, but five to two is probably pushing it a little bit because there, there are so many you can put up against it. But on the drying right, drying ground and the way they've already rated, rated, they've always rated this horse, I think uh, do so could well win this. Would I back him at five to two? No. Would I lay him at five to two? No. Okay. So solid enough favourite for Tony Calvin, Dan. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, my first, I think you first drawn to sound Russian because he's so progressive. He's going in there with the back of three wins, but he's gone up 34 pounds. I mean, the second from that small field race at Kelso has won since, but it's, it's heavy ground form. My niggle we do start is a fairly quick turnaround because he ran on the worst of the weather days, didn't he? It was bottomless yeah. for that, um, for that uh, brown Wednesday, advisory. Wednesday, yeah. yeah, but I just, I just similar to Tony, I just think he's probably different class to them, shouldn't really be running in handicaps. That second at Aintra last season reads really, really well. As mm. Tony says, he didn't drop away tamely. If he had done, I'd be less keen. I, I think he's an extremely worthy favourite. I mean, start of the season, would you have said that Sounds Russian would have been nearly level weights with Dusart in a handicap? You'd have laughed at them, wouldn't you? So, yeah, I'm with Dusart as well. Kev, your class horse and the handicap um, theory applies here. I mean, I presume you're sticking with the lads, or are you? Um, I'm not, but, but oh. geez, this is a lovely race, isn't it? This is the type of race I'd love to see more of. Not even joking. Valuable novices handicap. Lovely. Uh, 147 top weight, really interesting race on paper. Um, and I, I go with the Dusart form line, but I go with one to finish behind him. Uh, the David Gray horse, Sail Away. Um, yeah. He was mm-hmm. second to Dusard last time off levels. Um, Dusard beat him five lengths with a bit to spare. Um, but there's there's a twelve pound. Um, they're twelve pounds between them here, so it's a big old turnaround. And there's a bit of a case to be made. Like on, on his chasing debut, they ran him in a novice handicap last October, and he finished second to to Car Grambler, who we've seen loads more of since. And he obviously had twenty pounds in hand that day, so there was no nothing wrong with that. Well cleared a third. Um, didn't run his race the following day. Had a wind up soon after, which kind of tells you, you know, he made a noise or whatever at Dutoxeter. And um, I thought it was a grand comeback behind Dusart um, last time. He's been freshened up since. I think it's a mark he can win off. Look, maybe Dusart's just a better horse than 12 pounds or no 12 pounds. But um, at these weights, I'll take my chance. Dan Skelton kept him away from um, the other big meetings that he could have run him in around this time. So um, I'll take my chance with Sail Away. Sail away with me, honey. Put your life in my hands. Seven yeah, stones is. out of the handicap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, the 225, send away for Kevin. That's the fab for the two boys. The 225 is Carl's Scottish champion hurdle. It's a handicap, though, so uh, over two miles once again. West Cork is in here at 11 to 4. Uh, finished fourth last time out. Um, Milkwood for Neil Mulholland at 10 to 3. One more for the road is back for more with 7 to 2. Barrichello or Barrichello at 11 to 2. Anna Bonina. Um, is interesting. Finished in third last night, six to one, and it's nine to one bar. So Daniel Barber, the Scottish handicap champion hurdle of these two mile hurdles. Who is your vote going to? Uh, amongst the market leaders, I thought West Cork was the most solid. He mm. properly made his presence felt behind a handicap blotting statement in the county. But I'm going for a horse who's a mere six pounds out of the handicap. I mean, that's mm. that's what's 
63 pounds, 64 pounds less than Tony's fancy. Yeah. So it could potentially be absolutely <laughs> It's almost thrown, irrelevant, isn't it, really, when you put it <laughs> into that context? But sure, go on. Whatever you have to feel, you mentioned it. But there was a horse of Rona McNally's earlier on the season that actually started favourite for a race somewhere. Uh, I think night two favourite race. When it was running off five stone nine in the long handicap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he specialises in horses seven stone out of the handicap. Go on, Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, this this trainer, Laura Morgan, she had a, tra- uh, a winner in the season. He had no farm under rules, but landed a gamble for them. And he was a ridiculous amount out of the handicap if you took the the official marks, uh, literally. I just think socialist agenda is interesting still. I know he's got no chance on the turnaround at the weights, in theory, with Anna Benina. You think he's about £15 worse off because he's out of the handicap and Anna Benina's been dropped again. But I thought he had that race won at every single stage. I don't think it's beyond the realms that he's competitive off 130 anyway. Cheap pieces to put an extra edge on him. He's a three-time bumper winner, not in strong company, but it still takes some doing. Yeah. And I thought it was impressive at Musselburgh. Um, I didn't think he should be the... Di- there should be the difference in price between him and Anna Benina anyway, even though I can see the case with her. And I'm not saying that form's mega strong, but I do think socialist agenda, people will be happy to lay him at double figures because he's out of the weights, but I think he's a very progressive young horse who's still getting better. Okay, what are you eating, Kev? I got a potatoes here. I put Lovely. myself on mute so I wouldn't inflict my munching on you. Lovely. I'm, I'm hungry <laughs> myself, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a pack of potatoes myself. Okay, the champion, um, champion hurdle, Kev. Uh, so it's... Um, Laura's horse for Dan, socialist agenda. What about yourself? I like last year's winner, Milkwood. Yeah. Um, Milkwood absolutely danced up in this race last year. He arguably should have won the county hurdle. Um, man, man of the moment, Robbie Dunn, I gave him a small bit of a shocker. He hit the front a mile too soon and, um, and got nipped and ended up finishing third. Um, and he then went up to the Scottish champion with Sam Twister taking over and um, he bolted up. Like he's, he's quite a free goer and he needs to be kind of wrapped up and delivered late, ideally. And um, yeah, he, he bolted up at one four two, And then they made a massively ballsy and admirable decision to go over and take on the Galway hurdle. Um, yeah. And you bear, you bear in mind, as you know, the way the British handicapper treats the English, the Irish horses when they go over to Britain. Um, like he, he would have been so wrong at the weights with all the Irish horses compared to if the race was run in England. And he still made a right go of it. Like he... I don't want to say he should have won, but he was definitely better than the result. He got kind of wrapped up. The winner actually buried him there after the last. Patrick Mullins, a ruthlessly efficient piece of riding, um, kept Milkwood in and made him go around him. And uh, Milkwood finished off well, finished second. It was a mighty run, I thought. And, um, you know, really, like, I know it sounds smart after the event, but if they kept him over hurdles the whole way, like, I suspect he would have been you know, the best hurdler in England by now. Um, in Britain even but they, they went chasing with him at Utoxeter and it, it, he got beat first time and I assume he had a bit of a setback thereafter um, because we haven't seen him since but they've um, they've freshened him up my mother's after I'm on the podcast my mother's after arriving <laughs> out of the window trying to get let in <laughs> what have you got locked up or something God bless yeah. her and Blake Keeps her in the shed. Keeps her in the shed. She lives down the road. She's inclined towards uh, wandering in occasionally. Yeah. Um, But yeah. um, Yeah. Uh, And he's disappeared since. But uh, look, I assume that they've been kind of winding him up for this. Maybe they'll go and have another go at Galway if this doesn't go well. But um, he's only eight pounds higher than uh, when winning the race last year, dancing in the race last year, really. So I thought he'd have a great chance at, um, at the repeat. Yeah, good stuff. And he's, what is he, 10 pounds hardly was this time last year or thereabouts? Anyway, Dave. yeah, okay. 
Eight, eight. Eight, eight. Yeah. Right, Tony Calvin, this. It's Milkwood for Kevin. He's going for two in a row. It's Socialist Agenda for Dan. Who do you like? Um, first of all, it's a cracking race, isn't it? Really good. We, we did have First Street, the county hurdle runner up in here at the five-day stage, but he's the only one that's come out. So it's a red-hot handicap. Um, I can see the case for nearly everything, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anna Benina's a horse that's cost me a few quid. Um, £13 better off for nearly four lengths of milk last year. So the handicapping case for Anna Benina is, 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 is quite obvious, but I'd like to see a bit more from her this season than we have done. Um, I came down, and, I, and it's top price for the sportsbook, clear top price for the sportsbook, that Voix de Rev at 25 Rev, to yeah. now. Mm. You know, it's Dan's old joke that, you know, I, I go for horses that are nearly old enough to smoke. And, you know, our dear across is 11, I think, and Wider Rav is 10, by far the oldest horse in the race. But just go and have a look at this horse's handicapping. Started back in October, he was rated 149. Um, he won really well last time, and he's still only up to 135 again. He's got plenty of course form. Um, he actually furred in the handicap chase here last season. We'll love the ground. I, I went back and had a look at that run last time, although this is obviously far more competitive. He won really well there. And like I said, he, I think he's coming to a crescendo again. And off a mark of 135 on his back form, there's no way in the world he, he, he should be 25 to 1. Um, mm. uh, I, 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 I backed him as well at 25. Lovely. 25 to 1, Bois de Rev, um, 14 pounds well in on his best handicap form. Right. Um, Jordan Electric's future champion, Novice Chase, is at 3 o'clock on the card. Before the big one, um, Manella Drama is fifteen to eight. Do your job five to two. Il Rodotto seven to two. We've got Kiltini Briggs at six to one, and Jackamar, Dan's old pal Jackamar at six to one. Um, right, Kev, you first shot at this, please. It's a short field, only the five runners, um, and we have a fifteen to eight favorite. Is he the most likely winner? Um, no, I'd say well, well possibly. Yeah, grade, grade two. It'd be more interesting if it was a handicap, but um, there we go. Do your job, I thought, was the solid one. Um, Yuck has been was running up behind, you know, knocking heads with some of the better ones around in the UK, certainly Edward Stone and Third Time Nucky earlier in the season. Um, dropped him back to a handicap last time and, and got the job done off a mark of 140. And look, that type of performance might well be enough to, to, to get this done. You know, it's not a high quality grade two and uh, and that level of form, you know, he, he got revised up to 144. Um, you, there's no reason to think conditions won't suit him, etc. So, yeah, I was inclined towards him. Do your job, five to two. Do your job, Tony, and give us the winner. Um, no bet for me at the moment. If it drifts, right. I might have a few quid on Kill Tilly Briggs. Um, you know, he's fourth, fourth best in on, fourth worth in on the uh, official ratings, but... You know, he, he ran all right in the ultimate last time. This horse doesn't doesn't stay beyond three miles. So he actually ran all right there for a fair way before yeah. you know, capitulating. But, you know, he's got a three-pound penalty. But, you know, he, he shaped well in some good races earlier on in the year. And uh, on better ground, back to two mile four. I can see him running a race. But uh, he's, he's around about sixes. I'd want at least eight to be getting At least eight to one for Kiltini Briggs. At the moment. Keep an eye on the market. Dan, last word to you. Yeah, I sort of feel like this um, Goldilocks horse, Il Rodoto, still hasn't got absolutely everything in his favour, but I'm convinced that he doesn't want bad ground. He tanked through the race in the Grand Annual, went round the outside, didn't quite get home. Again, that was the worst of the weather at Cheltenham on the Wednesday. The niggle is the two-and-a-half-mile trip, but it's not going to be bottomless ground this time. And one of the last times he ran on good to soft, 
He gave a batter in to Numitor and Freru Bamboo, both of whom have advertised that form since. Numitor won by 20 lengths after, and Freru Bamboo won that valuable race at Lingfield. I'm sort of pot committed with him because I've, I've been saying to myself for ages that he'll be a proper bet next time he runs away from soft or heavy. And he's got it. He's just a shame he hasn't got it at two miles because he's quite a quick horse. But I'm still willing to chance him because I've got a, a lot of time for this horse. I thought he was a fast improver earlier in the season. Okay, Erodotto, good stuff. Right, brings us on to the Scottish Grand National then, folks. Um, four miles, grade three, handicap chase, you know the rules, 335 on the card. Kitty's Light is your five to one favourite for Christian Williams. Win my wings, uh, also in the same yard at six to one. So he's got the top two in the uh, betting market at the moment. Stormy Judge for Pat Fahey, sending over at eight to one. Danny Mullins is going to take the ride on Stormy Judge. The Wolf, 10 to one. Ferry Master at 10 to 1, Ashdown Lad 12s, Major Dundee 12 to 1, Kevin Blake in a pair of jeans, fantastic ass at 14 to 1, and it's happened to the rest. Right. <laughs> Kick us off there, Tony Calvin, please. Um, who do you like in the Grand National? Have you had a bet yet, first of all? Have you had a bet? Um, I haven't. I, so I, I, I've written my copy this afternoon for the weekend, and I, I put in there, I'm, I'm more torn about this race than. Um, Mel Gibson was in that freedom scene in Braveheart. I mean, I've, yeah. I've gone one way or the other. It's like <laughs> ripped my out of me, this one. Um, I can fully see the case for the Crystal Williams pair. Obviously, Win My Wings landed a big gamble for Kev last time, and I think she's an unexposed mare, although it's eight pounds higher in a deeper race. Kitty's Light's well handicapped. I would have been over all over Stormy Judge, but I went back and had a look at that Leinster National run last time a couple of times, and I think he's really well handicapped on his win last season, but he cut out just far too tamely for the last time. And he traded evens in running there. He looked like he was going to gag up going into the straight. And um, uh, and he's a he's a he's a half brother to a three mile seven winner, Mr. Fogpatch. So I can see the case for him, but I just I just didn't like his finishing effort last time. I think Cool Mix is the is the most solid each way proposition at the extra places on the sportsbook, but his price went from sixteen to twelve um, this afternoon on Thursday afternoon. I I gave up. No bet at the moment. No it bet. might change when the prices change, but at the moment, I've got no okay. opinion. No bet. No bet for Tony Calvin. Uh, for Dan Barber, where is your Grand National money going? Uh, I'm very much in line with the extra places that we get in, and I just can't see the two of, I mean, it's obvious, the two of Christians out of the places again, and one of them's a slightly bigger price than the other, so I'm with Win My, my Wings. wings. Yeah. yeah, the booking of Rob James is really interesting anyway, isn't it? Um, he she thrived for Ryan Mania up at, uh, at Newcastle in winning the Ida. And when Kev put her up and I know it got, it didn't really get desperate, but she was closed down late on by the classic chase winner, Claire Surf. but she absolutely powered through that race. She joined in on the bridle. So I'm not concerned about the eight pound rise. She's had very little racing, much like Kitty's light over these sort of distances. I think those two are, are extremely interesting, but one of them sevens at the moment, one of them's five. You'll be getting fifth of the odds, you'll be getting extra places. Win my wings each way for me, boys. Win my wings each way, won't be out of the places, says Dan Barber, six to one. I like it, I like it. And Kevin Blake, finally to you, my good man. Yeah, win my wings goes off and just wins here, surely. Yes. Um, it's a pretty was, strong was, shout, Queeve. Well, I was expecting to be clear, Fav, to be honest, because like. <sighs> I know I had a, had a, had a dog in the fight as it were, but like I, I thought she absolutely gagged up in the in the either. Like she like the biggest problem she had was that she was going so well that she was kind of taken she was taken Ryan there too early, a lot of the way. Like she actually made she actually kind of got in close to a couple 
and you were delighted because she was just getting there too soon all the way. Like she has danced up and like she's very unex. She's been shaping for ages that she wanted the marathon trip. Like she remains um, pretty unexposed over them. And she just won so easily. Like for me, she's she's idling all the way down the straight when she gets there. And um, Rob like is, is a good, strong rider now. And he'll he'll have watched that and he'll he'll just anchor and ride with loads of confidence and um, it was a very easy race to watch in, in many ways, the Eider. And yeah. I think she'll go and win again. Like she, she's, she's not very high mileage at all. She clearly thrives in this type of test. And um, given the weight of market support that followed her, like I think she was 16s or 20s early on, early on the exchanges for the Eider. She ended up going off fav. Like there'll be a lot of fellas that uh, have win my, win my Wings posters up on their wall and they'll be going in again. Um, and I, I think she'll go off fav, won't she? Christine had that ridiculous five or ten minutes where Captain Ord won at Kempton from Kitty's light. Evidently, he'd campaigned his horses to really come good in the spring, and all three of them did it. And I think they still feel like she's a, still a fresh horse, really. I, um, when I wrote my anti-post piece on, on um, Tuesday, she was, um, she was 10 to 1 on the exchange, and I was thinking, I'm missing something here. Um, but she's now 9.2 at the time of recording. And like, like Ken said, he'd be a brave man to be laying her at eight, even in the field this deep. For all, for all I, you can put up any number of winners, but she's got to be bang up there with her stable mate. Can and I do think a Claire Surf's still a really well handicapped horse. I mean, he'd won a classic chase by half the track. He beat Jericho Rock that day, didn't he? Jericho Rock has only just been touched off in the Ultima since. So all the form lines are strong. Mm. Uh, she's going to have to run well below par or bounce or something to not be placed anyway. Okay. Kev, are you wearing uh, jeans at the minute? Just as a matter of interest. Like <laughs> everyone, it's well established. I don't wear trousers when, I, when I'm zooming in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't ask you to stand up and give us a little It's a waste there. of I business, it. isn't it? Absolutely yeah. not. We know that I can get people in lots of trouble these days. Lots of trouble. <laughs> I think I'm okay asking you, though, in fairness. Right. Okay, let's go. Newbury. Newbury. You are uh, a deeply last... worrying man, you. You're a... <laughs> you don't know the half of it, my friend. You well, don't and, know and it's not just your mathematics. <laughs> yeah, correct. Correct. In fact, that's, that's one of my better sides. Anyway, Newbury, we've got three races to discuss, uh, gents, all on ITV racing, of course. The 135, the Bet Victor handicap. It's a novice handicap hurdle at 135 in the card. Surrey Quest for Henderson is your three to one favourite. Royaume Uni at four to one for Gary Moore. Rainy Day Woman at nine to two. Punctuation five to one, and at six to one, uh, Bar. So, um, Kev, you can uh, actually no, it's Dan. It's just Dan. You're first up on this one. So Surrey Quest, uh, three to one favourite. Two miles three novice handicap hurdle. Who's the winner, please? Um, I think this is a hot race. I really do like to Fred Darms who went for a. A duff coat, Mr. Marble's progressive punctuation, thriving and still on a good mark on his platform. But I'm going with the girls. I'm going with Rainy Day Woman. I think one, two, five. Even if she doesn't show off form today, I think at some point she will prove that to be grossly inadequate. She was a multiple bumper winner, um, including on just joining Nichols. She was with Pam Slyne. She's from a, a family the stable that old stable did well with. But I just think her form's better than one, two, five. Two starts back when she gave game on for Glory a proper slap in the third horse. A horse with no name has since finished second at a big price in the Dawn Run Mayor's Novice Hurdle. That's a strong piece of form, of course. And I think all along, I know she blew out completely on terrible ground at, at Lingfield, and she was said to have had an irregular heartbeat, but there'll be no such ground concerns here. She's going to relish a, a big galloping track like this. She's a big unit, 
and the long straight will be perfect for her. She's got a bit of an extra distance to run at. She's been running at two the last twice. She's now two and a quarter, nearly 19 furlongs, as you say, Hubert. And I'm hoping the break has done her some good as well since she had that issue. Great. Rainy Day Woman, strong shout for Dan, nine to two at the time of recording. Uh, Kevin Blake, for you. I'm the same. You can press oh. repeat there. Um, Rainy Day Woman. Like... Uh, Mark it down, mark it down. She, 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 I was gonna say, she's slightly lacks an experience, she lacks an experience in handicaps, but like she's a sound enough jumper, I think. And you know, you look back, she look what she went that five to two to beat in her last start. I know it went wrong, but you know, love ending, oh, yeah. Um, like, like one, two, five could be made look, you know, they could could properly underestimate her, and you just have to put your fate in nickels to, to bring her back and have her ready to rumble. Um, you know, having obviously had a bit of an issue last time, so um, I thought the price was right with her. Now I think horses like this can sometimes be um, uh, conservatively priced, but I think she's very fair at her current odds. Yeah, she sounds nap material almost from the two cases made there. Tony Calvin, do you agree, or have you gone elsewhere? No, uh, she wouldn't be in my top five. In here. Oh, Dad, Dan hit the nail on the head there. I think this is a very warm race. I think you're going to need at least seven pounds in hand to be winning this. Punctuation was taken out of a race at Warwick on today, Thursday. Uh, I imagine to go for this and step up in trip. I mean, he was a 90 rated flat handicapper at uh, Stayer. Mm-hmm. And the step up to two mile three is just really going to suit him. Roy Money is um, in form, suitably well handicapped after going up six pounds for Fontwell. And you've got loads in it. The most interesting one, I suppose, is Murray Mo or Mui Mu or however you, however you pronounce in that. But if he comes back to that 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 win earlier in the season, then then his mark is is very exploitable. Uh, first, he's had a wind up and a tongue tie since, and that's the that's the market move with the sportsbook on Thursday afternoon, fourteens into tens. But um, now I, okay. I looked at this race and I thought I could yeah you could easily make a case for about six or seven in here at their current okay. prices. So no bet. Excellent, excellent. Okay, no bet. But two strong chances for any day, woman. So if you um, agree with the lads. It'll be all over her. All right, so we'll move on then. Um, the Vet Victor handicap hurdle is 210 in the card. It's a handicap chase, it's just a Vet Victor handicap chase. It's um, two miles seven. La Cavsa Nostra at a nine to two for Neil Mulholland is your favorite, uh, just ahead of first Figaro for Phoenician Williams, five to one. Then you have Psychedelic Rock, 11 to two. Indy, five, six to one. No comment, six to one. And it's 13 to two bar. Um, right, where are we? Tony. Um... No, no, no bet for me here, but I'll just make a quick case for Glenn Forcer. Ran like a drain last time on soft ground. Um, I think the key to him might be coming back to better ground. Dan mentioned going. The going's currently good to soft. It was planning to be a lot softer in the week, but uh, if Glenn Forcer comes back to the defeat of Cormix at Musselburgh, then yeah, then I think he's still on a, on a very fair mark, considering what he did two or three years ago, but... I don't have him down as a I have him down as a two mile four, two mile six horse, even on this kind of ground. So mm. eight Glen Forcer would be the one if forced, but it looks a damn tricky handicap and you don't need to have a bet in every race, as we all know you. Well, you don't. Um what about yourself, Dan? <laughs> yeah, as I put one up in the Brockles bill last week. So only <laughs> <laughs> um, one, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it, it didn't take the jeweler's eyepiece treatment, did it? It was fairly obvious. But um, there's only one I could back. I mean, I, Tony does his pace maps, we you know, and I, I thought this was one where Valadom, another emotion, Indy 5, even Glenn Forster at times. First figure, I was forced to pace in lately, certainly at Doncaster made all. 
He's only one horse to go back. It's the bottom horse, Bermeo. First start for Harry Fry, a stable that are having a brilliant time of things. He's always been a funny so-and-so, this horse. He can get behind and, and race a bit lazily, but there's a potential pace collapse. It looks to me like they've just saved him for a 40 grand race, which is sensible if you think you've got a well-handicapped horse. He's down another three. He's only two pounds higher, I think, than when he won a Cheltenham uh, handicap last season. He's potentially well well in, obviously. That was an amateur's race. He won it decisively from a horse that's won twice since. 107 is very lenient. You're just backing him, basically, to get back to form. Because if he gets if he gets back to form, he's got £10 to play with, and I think he'll win. And there's a perfect setup for me. Big galloping track and lots of pace to chase. Bermeo. Strong, strong, strong. Bermeo for Harry Fry. Good stuff. 13-2. to two. Kevin Blake, password to you on this one. Um, yeah, similar angle to Daniel in terms of um, hoping for the pace collapse, but I'm going for a different selection. Um, Psychedelic Rock, which is the one that Hugh goes out every morning and licks, as we know, <laughs> out, out, out in his backyard. Does explain <laughs> some of the stuff I come up with, all right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. <laughs> What's he saying? I missed that one. Oh, you don't want to know. You carry on. I do, I do. I have to listen back um, to the bloody podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, but, uh, four hour of my day waste. <laughs> don't worry, psychedelic, psychedelic rocks not Cockney rhymes, Dan. You're all right. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. right. You're at you're out of the Barry Orr's going nuts. <laughs> you're out you're you're in this, this race last year off 130. And uh, he was still going, he was still going as well as Andy really he fell at the fourth last and um uh, He's gone into the. He actually won his next two starts after that. But this season, he's gone into the old, um, the old British jumps handicapper free fall mode, and um, he's, he's he's dropped like nine pounds in the space of four runs. Uh, they even dropped him three pounds for quite a nice return to form at Musselburgh last time. Um, I think he's a horse that just loves nice ground. Uh, the better the ground, the better his chance to wheel out the old cliche. But I thought he ran well enough behind Glen the last time. And um, he might just become a Mac to the boil. Um, Ian Williams is having plenty of winners. And yeah, I thought I'd take my chance with him at the currently available odds of around eight to one or so. Hugo, excellent, excellent. Okay, last race that we're going to talk about is the EBF Mare's Hurdle, uh, 2.45 in the card at Newbury. And um, it's over two and a half miles. It's a great two contest. Um, Speech Bubble is three to one favorite for Noel Williams. Uh, Corey's Courage at five to one for Ollie Murphy. You've got Sabrina in there at six to one. Next door to Alice. Um, for Alex Hales at eight to one, Nina the Terrier um, at ten to one. Let's have a like about the rest then. Dan Barber, who wins the mayor's hurdle, please. Yeah, I am not strong on this, although I did text to the group or text Tony individually maybe early in the week. Can't remember now. Um, but I am, I am with him to smallish stakes with Holly Hartinga. And the smallish stakes fact is just because it's so warm. This speech bubble's obviously got a very good chance. Corey's courage is unbeaten. There are plenty of others in there that could be open to improvement as well, but. I think she's crying out for going back up in trip. They should have ridden her more aggressively than they did at Hereford. She got going again late on. I didn't think she was even that tired at the line. Back up to two and a half. I don't know how they'll ride. I don't know whether they'll revert to forcing the pace because that showed us a good advantage the first two starts that she won. But either way, I think she's very interesting. Okay, interesting. Um, for yourself, Kev? Um, the one I like is Sabrina down the bottom of the way. There's a few of these that are out of the handicap, um, including her, but only by a couple. Um, isn't it mad that the way the National Hunt black type works? This is a grade two mayor's only handicap. 
And there's a whole bunch of horses here running off a mark of 110, which is which is pretty low, lads. They could sneak into third there and get grade mm. two black type for the rest of their lives. That's just crazy to me. But yeah, hey ho. Yeah. Um, Sabrina, like, look, she's she's unexposed. She's improving. She was a good mare in bumpers. Took her a little while to get the hang of hurdle and fairness. Um, but the handicapper gave her a chance, put her in off a mark of 100 for her handicap debut. And she, she duly won despite, you know, doing a fair bit wrong. Um, look, the concern is, will she have wised up enough from that for a more competitive race like this? But I think she's certainly still well handicapped. And if um, if she has, and I hope she will, um, have learned plenty from Wincanton, um, she might just be sharp enough, uh, sharpened up enough to um, to go very well off her revised mark here off just 10 stone four with Harry Cobden in the play. Where do you get black type for handicap, should you? Yeah, I know it's silly, but great, great two black type as well. Like if so, some yoke finishes third in this of 110, they'll get this grade two, small grade two black type, just like they would have got for finishing, you know, third in the mayor's chase at Cheltenham, you know, running I to 150 checked, something. I, I, this might, I think, I think that early race as well, this might just be a reflection of the fact that the handicapper has been more lenient this year when the top weight in this race is 130. I bet it's never been that low before. I bet you've been pitching that's it. That's what you allow yourself open to. Like there'd be horses, could, could be horses here running to performance ratings in the you know low one teens getting credit to black type. That's kind of not yeah. achieving what black type is supposed to be achieving, is it? Oh, it's not. Tony Calvin, last word to you on the last race. Then which of the mares do you like? Uh, yeah, I put up Holly Hartingo at twelves on Tuesday. Um, I thought she had outstanding claims, but um, three negatives since. The race has really held up really well with 16 runners, which I wasn't really expecting. I'd prefer softer ground for her. And I'd, I'd like a more guaranteed pace than we've got here, uh, but she could go forward herself. But I've only got good luck charm and next door to Alice really looking likely to set the pace. But anyway, I think her handicap claims are outstanding on, on the Huntington run, came in a really good time as well. Last time, I just think it was a stepping stone to this. I don't think they wanted to, I don't think they particularly bothered about her winning there. Uh, but she shaped really well. It looks like she's going to drop out the back of the TV about three out. But yeah, if you go back and look at the video and what you can see there is she's stuck on pretty well there. So I thought it was mission accomplished. I've got a mile for 120 on that Huntington run um, on form and on the clock. Um, I think she's now, I think she's got an outstanding chance here. You know, I'm not okay. going to say she's a good thing. Because like you said, it's a load of competitive racing, but she's tens in the sports book. I imagine you'll get at least two or three points bigger on the exchange. I'd play her again at win only. Um, it's my okay. biggest bet of the weekend. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, good stuff. Tony's column, obviously, available to read on betting.betfair.com. Right, gents, that brings us to our naps for the weekend, please. Um, leading the way in the table is Mr. Dan Barber and plus 202. I am um, plus 185. Kevin, plus 124. And Tony Calvin. Tony Calvin, are you tipping up your horse at seven stone? And the handicap <laughs> to win in the hopes of closing the gap, or are you going for something else? Uh, I don't need to because I backed him to win about six grand, so I, <laughs> I don't really sh- I don't, don't give a shit if he wins for the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think Wilder Rev at 25 to one with the sports, we're going he'll be that price on the exchange because there's loads of sexier profiles in there, but um, no, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Wilder Rev. I, I think he's I think he's really well handicapped, I think he's massively underestimated in that market. Lovely. Okay, for Rev then for, for Tony Calvin. And again, at a big old price, Kevin Blake for yourself. 
Hey, did that smart arse on Twitter roll up again, double or quits with uh, with our profitability on the naps for the for the season again? Because Jay's we're, he's in trouble again, lads. He's gonna have to take. He's gonna have to remortgage the house. Oh, yeah, thanks for all your help, Tony. I think I think he just wants to take on the house. He found me a few quid to throw it. Having a great old year on the naps, but uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go win my wings. Uh, she she did me a turn there a few uh, weeks ago, so we'll, we'll go again. Win only, Hugh. That's how confident. And I am. All right, well, you've taken mine now, so I mean, no, take I it, know. take it. Join the party. I joined join the party, party, Kevin. You mean I'll, I'll tell you what, you meet me and you could jump up on her back beside Rob James and she'd still win. That's how right, I that's, that, that's <laughs> like a nine stone in hand, you. If, if she wins, you two are going to do a win beneath my wings duet on Monday. <laughs> Dear, win beneath my wings, no problem. Me and Kev, I can end Kevin with a little party, Kev. You you put on your nice jeans with your fantastic assets and we'll sit there and we'll watch a win together. What about you, Dan? I have a feeling Dan's going to go for rainy day woman the way he's talking, am I right? Yeah, I am. I was close. Oh. But, um, oh, should I go with Rainy Day Woman? Um, yeah, go on. No, actually, I'm going to go with Socialist Agenda. I Socialist think Agenda. I think he's overpriced at 12. Can I have it win and place, please, for Windy? Win and place to Cal, indeed. Right, so win my wings, Miss Evan Kev, Social Agenda, and Blood and Red for Tony Cal. That's our nap, that's basically only better. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Scottish Grand National Weekend. All roads lead to the entry next week, where we'll be throwing racing only better, actually. Every single day in the week. Wait in on Monday, we're back to discuss all the weekends, running as usual. Gamble responsibly as always. Enjoy the weekend.